Monday morning, December, I guess it's the 6th. About to do my first ride along with one of our drivers heading from Chattanooga, Tennessee to Maryland. Um, just doing the pre-trip inspection with the driver, checking out everything that's in the truck. Here's our driver, Thomas. And uh, expect more posts. Hey, everybody. I'm Dooner. Welcome to What the Truck. And I got a very special guest you just saw in that video. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, great to be here. Matt McClelland. I'm the... Um I run sustainability at Covenant Logistics. Yeah. Right here in Chattanooga. Sometimes we forget who we are. I know. Minor existential crisis up here. But we're neighbors. We're friends. We see each other around town. Now, what's really cool about this town, and if you guys haven't been to Chattanooga, you didn't come out to F3. One thing about this town is freight drives it. And if you are within the scene and you go out wearing a freight shirt, you can strike up a conversation almost anywhere. Uh, Little funny aside, small world that it is, it was my son's birthday. So we took him to Creative Discovery Museum. Right down the street, it's our children's museum out here. Having a birthday party, we're playing around by the waterworks, and who do I see splashing around over there? A gentleman comes over and he goes, hey, how'd you get that Primo shirt? And I said, uh, you know, I know Justin, he gave it to me, and we got to talking. He said he knew you, his name was Dustin, and it turns out you are actually literally supposed to be at lunch with him right now, and Craig Fuller. And Craig Fuller, yeah. In fact, as soon as I get, as soon as I finish here, they're going to order me. I got to text them my order. Oh, well, absolutely. So let's tip the band, and then we'll talk about your ride-along experience. Great. Just got to give a little shout-out here to AIT. Did you know AIT publishes a global transportation market report every month? So if your business needs information about air and ocean trends, carrier updates, economic forecasts, North American trucking, and customs clearance news, you can get all of that and more in an easy-to-digest overview. Best of all, it's free to download. The December edition is available now at AITWorldwide.com. And at the end of the show, we're actually going to go over what that year-end report was. So stick around. Now, Matt, we saw the video. You got into that truck. You spent three days on the road. Was it your first time? That was my first time. Well, yes, it was my first time in a truck with a driver, sleeping in the truck, showers at the truck stop, delivering freight, which we'll talk about in a yeah. minute. However, as you know, and some of you that, um, that that we know each other on LinkedIn and whatnot know that I'm a big van life guy. So yeah. I, it was not my first overnight in a truck stop. Okay. It was not my first you know, time to kind of sleep in Walmart parking lots and things like that. No, it has sometimes you're even hang gliding, uh, not even inside. Yeah, exactly. The truck. You're a, you're a wild man. Why do this though? Why, what inspired you to go out in December of 2022 for a ride along in a truck for a few days? You know, it's, it's a great question, you know, at, at, at my level and, and in the company, we make decisions on behalf of drivers all the time, yeah. right? About equipment, about lifestyle, about, you know, we look at everything from pay structure to, you know, just what types of decisions are we making that affect them? And, you know, I'm just a big believer in walking a mile in somebody else's shoes. And so I felt like what better way to really sort of experience what it's like, talk about some of the things we're working on, get their feedback. So it was a great experience and um, I'll probably do it again. Whose shoes were you walking in? Let's honor that driver. Who, uh, who were you paired up with on the road? Uh, his name was Thomas Morgan. And we both wore Crocs the whole time. Ooh. Crocs rocking the Crocs. Yeah. yeah, I was talking about my kids earlier. They just got, you know Crocs makes boots now? Like galoshes? Maybe I have a pair. 
Oh, they're fantastic. No, <laughs> <laughs> no we, um, so we, we rode together for three days, two nights, slept in, you know, we have bunk beds in there and, you know, it, it was, it was great. Yeah. So Thomas Morgan, he's been with us for several years, um, million miles plus, you know, under his belt. Um, we were in an almost brand new truck, which Ooh. was great. What was it? What kind of truck? It was a uh, Cascadia, Freightliner Cascadia. So, um, Big plug for Cascade, a great truck. Oh, that's a nice one right there. And that's the driver you just mentioned. Yep, that's him. That's Thomas and myself at the end of our run. So we were still good friends after 72 hours of, like, I'm not around any one person for that much time. Like, Like with the exception of restroom breaks, we were together for 72 hours. In college, within 72 hours, I was already at war with my roommate. Oh, yeah. It just did not not work out. So tell me something. You mentioned the run. Where were you running? What what commodities were you pulling out there? So Southern Champion Tray, which is a paper manufacturer here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They're a great, dedicated customer for us. So uh, we run regular freight for them to Baltimore, to Miami, to, uh, to Tampa, Florida. On this particular day, it was uh, we're doing three drops outside of Maryland, uh, or right outside of Baltimore. Yeah. So, what did you learn about the logistics of having to do three drops in one day just outside of Baltimore? So there is so much that takes place inside the driver's head. There's, you know, you've got the 14-hour clock, you got the 11-hour drive, you've got breaks, you've got, you know, this. This, this day that you have to manage, in addition to the drops, in addition to delays, in addition to waiting for the verification to pay the lumper, which, you know, may confuse people out there, but, you know, that's the guy that unloads Takes the truck. Takes stuff off truck, yeah. Um, Gives you bill. Exactly. And then, you know, you have to factor that in to the next drop-off that you've got because you've got this window, and if you're outside that window on the outside part of it, then you get fined. If you're there too early, you have to wait around. So... It's, it's, it's kind of stressful, you know, and, and you've got this hour and, and drivers are paid on miles, not hours. And yeah. so you got to always constantly be thinking about that. So how did people interact with you? Did you interact with other people in people thinking you were a truck driver, not knowing that you're sort of like undercover boss trucking VP going out on the road? Yeah. So that's interesting because, um, Nobody knew who I was. I was I was dressed in a t-shirt, said trucker, just like our yeah, I saw your shorts. Yeah. I knew we saw your knees. The whole world does, I guess, yeah, yeah, freightways.com. Yeah, shorts. It was 40 degrees, but it was great. And um, I didn't tell anybody who I was until the second stop. This guy that ran the shipping receiving office came out and talked to me. You know, he looked at me and he said, you don't look like a driver. Wow. And I said. What is that supposed to mean? I, I said, <laughs> I don't know how to take that. And yeah. he said, no, it's a compliment. He said, you don't look like a driver. I'm like, what gave it away? He said. <laughs> Um, you just don't look like a driver. And so I said, well, actually, and I told him kind of what was going on and he was very interested. But, but I'll tell you one thing, Dooner, um, out of the three stops we made in one day, yeah. I wanted, so I wanted to ask, like, can I use the restroom? I just kind of had heard stories about whether or not <laughs> you were allowed to go in, well, whether or not you were allowed in the warehouse or not. I wanted to experience what it was like, you know, and it, it was starting to spit some snow and it was cold outside. I was in shorts, as you yeah. already pointed out. Well, we have a video, don't we? Uh, I think we do have a video. Do we have and, that one? Um, Roll that tape by the uh, restroom. The day, you know, one of the most surprising things to me about this trip, this is our last drop, so three of three, is that drivers um, typically aren't allowed to go inside the warehouse to use the restroom. So we have these that they have conveniently placed outside um, for our use. And um, I don't know, I just uh, figured maybe drivers got to go inside. You know, um, sometimes it's raining where we are, sometimes it's snowing, but um, you know, as Jack Nicholson said, this is as good as it gets.
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so of the two of the three stops, yeah. I was allowed inside. It wasn't anything particular nice. But on the third stop, that stop, he said, yeah, we don't let drivers in. You got to go outside. You got to go outside. And I said, where? And he said, well, down at the end of the building, there's a port john And yeah. I was just thinking if it was raining, if it was snowy and, you know, these guys are just like, these guys and girls are just like you and me, right? And it just, it just felt wrong. Wait, and, the, and, and, you know, we don't have any control over it. It's, it's shippers, right? You, you so, wouldn't say that to someone at the front door. At the front of your office, someone came in, you wouldn't be like, now nah, walk right back outside and, and go in the porta potty. That's what he did. Yeah. 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 But at the back door, it's, it's acceptable and it's, right. it's not really that cool. But yeah. I mean, you could have faced worse abuse. So I could have faced worse yeah. abuse, right. What did you want to get out of this? What did you want to see where you're out there so that you can take back and actually do something? Driving the truck's great, but hopefully you learn something and can make some action. I begged him to let me drive the truck. Just Ooh. in the parking lot, he said no. Which was the right answer. Well, I guess maybe it was a little bit of a test. Yeah, and he's not a criminal like you. He's got a CDL yeah, to care about. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> you know, I had, so I, I did have an agenda, right? I had a list of questions. I had questions about um, communication, like how often do you hear enough from us? You know, um, do you not hear enough? Um, I had questions about pay. I had questions about the equipment, about the truck. Uh, one thing I talked about, and, you know, I'm the sustainability guy at yes. the company. So we're all about MPG, idle reduction, trying to figure out a way to operate more efficiently. And so um, we've been putting these devices called electric APUs in the trucks. It allows you not to idle the engine at night, to run heaters and AC yeah. and, and, and CPAC machines on the inverter without running the engine. And um, we actually had a, a truck that was equipped with that. And so we tried, I said, okay, for an hour, as we try to go to bed, I want you to leave the engine running. Cause I wanted to see what it was like, yeah. you know, vibrating and shaking and your head tapping against you have the experience. Yeah, and I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't go to sleep. So he turned the engine off, turned the APU on and I slept like a baby all night. And, and not only does that provide driver comfort, probably some safety, but it also, you know, saves fuel and reduces, you know, emissions. And um, I just wanted to see what that, what his opinion was of that. And so that was a huge hit. So, so I wanted to know that. I talked about driver pay. Um, I asked about life on the road. I asked about eating. I asked about healthy eating. I asked about, you know, fuel stops because we, you know, there's places they can stop and places that they can't. There's, yeah. there's um, uh, truck stops we have relationships with, others that we don't. So I had this long list of questions and. Trust me, in 17 hours, you get plenty of time to get answers. So I have one for you. So you got all this knowledge from him. You understand how he operates. You're looking at fueling. And you even, like, just with diesel, there's issues mm -hmm. on which one you can go to. And I imagine we, earlier this year, we had the pleasure of driving that Nicola Trey with you, right? And yeah, you're yeah. thinking about how to electrify. How do I make Covenant go electric? When you were in this truck, were you thinking of how that would be able to accomplish? And did it seem like it would be at this stage? You know, it's... Um, Electrification for a long-haul fleet like us is just not really in the cards. There's about 4% of our business where electrification is a good fit for. That's going to be a driver that, like, starts his day and goes home at night, right, yeah. and you in the truck. So I didn't really think about it that much. But you know what I did think about? This is probably one of my biggest takeaways, Tim, is that what is a small problem for us like, there's something wrong with my paycheck. Now, maybe it's not the amount. Maybe your name's misspelled or something. But when you're driving a truck and you've got nothing but time, those little things become big things really quick. And so you might call the HR department and say, hey, could you look at this and just forget about it? And like mm. four or five days later, you get a response. For them, like, they're thinking about it. And you don't get a call back an hour sure. or two. And, and that's... 
That may seem, right, as an executive, that may seem like it's, it's not that big of a deal, but it is. And so one of my big takeaways is we've got to make sure that even small things are big things. Does that make sense? Sure, because they build up. You're right. There's yeah, a lot of up. idle time, devil's work. Yeah, idle time. But if you have those APUs, at least they'll be a little bit more sustainable. That's right. Although I have... Before I let you go, there's two small things we have to do. First of all is if you notice right here, this tree is a real tree because I support sustainability and uh, I support local tree farmers. However, you have a counterpoint. I do. Um, as you the, tell. Okay, so as the sustainability guy, mm -hmm. right, there's this huge push to not cut trees, but plant trees. And so I started thinking about this last year because I was always a real tree guy. Okay. I'm like, why are we cutting 20 million trees down a year? Bring them inside the house where they're fire hazards for starters. And um, there's bugs on them and things like that. And we, they, they, they serve our selfish needs like pets. Yeah. Right? And then we, uh, and I love my pet, right? Golden Retriever, we talked about that. Sure. And then we throw them away and the tree dies or you, you know, people burn them and catch other things on fire. And so last year, my wife and I had a long talk about it. Mm -hmm. She was a real tree person. We bought a really nice fake tree. Yeah. And, you know, now that I'm in this world of carbon credits and carbon accounting and, you know, yeah. companies buy carbon credits from land trusts that are planting trees, not cutting them down. I just, I don't get it. Right. And yeah. it, it's not bah humbug. It's just a thing. I'll help like, you wrap your head around it. When, you know what? When you buy a real tree, you don't have to make that long list of excuse and do an entire preamble explaining to someone why your purchase was a good one, Matt. Your LED lights might set your house on fire, too. I will go with my real tree. The sap inside of it is the magic of Christmas that breathes within us all. You can spray that on. There's like a can of like outdoor-ishness, which is funny for an outdoor guy like me to be saying something like that. Matt, you've quite crit on Christmas one too many times, but, but... But uh, you may not leave empty-handed. It's trivia uh, time. Courtesy gonna... of OK Boomer, since you're in studio, you may be able to win. One copy of this. What question we got for you here? This is from the Gen X category. It's an entertainment. What family was moving on up to the east side to a deluxe apartment in the in sky? In the sky. Um, George Jefferson. The Jeffersons. The Jefferson. Close enough, sir. OK Boomer, for you. Thank you, man. Honey, guess what we're playing tonight? OK Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. All right. Hey, <laughs> thanks, thanks brother. Yeah, go have some fun at lunch. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. Doing Lord's work out here. I need to do one of those, Riley. Can you set me up with a driver to do one of those? How long do you want to go? Two days? One yeah, day? Like one nights? night? Yeah, like between like let's a Monday with the truck to a Wednesday or something? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'll set that up. Very cool. Okay, now we got Greg Weigel. He's the chief business officer over at AIT, Worldwide Logistics. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about these market reports I've been mentioning at the beginning of every show. Greg, thanks for coming on. Hey Tim, good afternoon. How are you, man? Great to be with you. I like the uh, I like the flag. What is going on behind you? Yeah, that was uh, that was something that uh, that kind of commemorates an operation I worked on uh, for uh, Iraqi Freedom back in 2007. So it's it's always great to display a little glory, anyway. But uh, yeah, something near and dear to my heart. But. Oh wow! Well, hey, thank you very much for your service. Thank you for your time on the show today, and help people out here. I think we're going to give them some actionable items from your market logistics report that you did. I think it's awesome that you're putting these these together and using your insight. What are some of the key takeaways from this 2022 report? A uh, really weird and challenging year in freight. Yeah, we started the market reports. You know, well, you know, probably four to five years ago, been publishing those. But of course, with all the disruption that's gone on, you know, kind of you know, starting in, in twenty twenty with COVID and kind of the rolling situations we've seen with air freight, sea freight, you know, the the, the road markets, um, it, it's it's really become extremely popular. 
And, uh, you know, so when you when you look at, you know, last year in, in peak season compared to this year, I mean, it's, it's really a, a kind of a 180 degree flip. You know, last year, extremely difficult environment. Um, you know, a lot of congestion at the ports. You know, you look at the West Coast, there were 35, 40 um, ships that were, you know, waiting to birth in, in Los Angeles with Christmas inventory. You had rolling outages with, um, you know, with factories throughout China due to their COVID policies. And, you know, there was just a lot of disruption. And, and our customers were looking for transparency. They were looking for good quality information and, 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 and data uh, that they could help run their supply chains with. And we were very pleased to be able to, to provide that to them. And it's become a, a chief source of collaboration that we have with a lot of our larger customers on how to navigate these, uh, these, uh, these new times that we're embarking on. So let's get into that. What do shippers and forwarders need to know going into 2023? What should they be thinking about? How should they fight back, take control of their supply chain? And, you know, realize it's always chaos in here. So you got to grab the reins. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and I think, you know, it's, it's completely swinging to a, uh, to a you know, from a, uh, a seller's market to a buyer's market. You know, just like what we're seeing in real estate, it's, uh, you know, most of our larger customers are going to RFQ right now. They haven't seen rates starting to, you know, change as, as, as much as they have or as rapidly as they have, you know, regardless of whether it's on the domestic uh, trucking side or it's, it's in, in air and ocean. And I think it's, uh, you, know, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, what I would say is opportunity going into this uh, new year. I, I think for the next six to nine months, we're going to be seeing, you know, probably a lot of challenges with supply uh, and demand. We're going to see a lot of carriers trying to rationalize uh, cost and capacity. And it's going to swing back to a little bit of a buyer's market. And then I think, you know, next year, you'll probably see more of what we, you know, traditionally had seen in, in years past, you know, kind of pre-COVID where, you know, we work into more of a, traditional peak season. So um, assisting, you know, clients with uh, with that transparency, making sure that we're giving them good data points, had kind of an interesting situation, you know, developed ironically before this interview, had a, one of our large, uh, you know, Fortune 100 customers called me on Saturday and was looking for some guidance on how to navigate some things with uh, with the ocean market and, and what they need to embark on with their strategy. And so, you know, it's it's always great when you can be viewed as a trusted advisor to a, to a client and help them and help their organizations to kind of navigate, um, you know, what, what, the, uh, what the future looks like. Yeah, I mean, cost and, and getting lean is going to be big next year. People are doing their budgets. They're making headcount cuts. They're going to look for solutions that can ultimately save them money. But what is like a real-world example of a cost-effective or cost-saving solution that you could deploy in 2023? Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that we did was we were very bullish going into you know, the COVID time where a lot of people were going the opposite direction. You know, they were getting defensive and they were looking at cost, et cetera. But, you know, if you look at the North American market, uh, you had a lot of changes, right? Uh, demand was extremely high. Uh, capacity was extremely tight. You started to see a, a lot of um, congestion surcharges and, and changes that were going on with uh, capacity limitations and we went the opposite direction. We've been extremely bullish on our network trucks and what we've been able to, to build uh, capacity-wise. Uh, we've been able to put out some really simplified pricing, and we've seen exponential growth uh, by kind of bucking the trend, so to speak, by going into more of a bullish phase uh, when other people were contracting. So it's, it's been very positive, and, and we've been rewarded with a lot of new business and uh, a lot of new opportunities from that. Um, some other things that, you know, I mean, we've been collaborating with customers on, you know, as 
as things wound down at, at the end of last year, you were, we were doing a lot of air freight charters. We were doing a lot of ocean charters that were connecting into that network truck to be able to pick up speed and, and, and cycle time to the market uh, because of all that congestion that we were discussing. And it's going the opposite direction now. So we're you know, working on postponement strategies and things of that nature to help them kind of rationalize their inventory and their supply chains um, as that winds down into uh, into 2023. So good example of, of where that net truck investment, the big investments that AIT has made in that are really providing us a lot of flexibility for, for, for this year. Well, anything that surprised you this year or you think is going to be a surprise to shippers in 23? I'll tell you, it's the speed. I mean, I've been in the industry over 40 years, and you know, I really loved your interview, by the way, with Matt. I started my career as a truck driver. You talk about the real heroes and in, in the industry, uh, it, it's our drivers. But, um, you know, the, the, the thing that surprised me the most in, in that time frame is, is just the speed of change. And I think where there's going to be a lot of challenges and, and where you see a lot of people are, are really trying to rationalize costs, you know, when you when you get into, you know, the, the times that we've had over the last two years, you've seen a lot of people, a lot of companies throw a lot of people at their challenges, a lot of people uh a lot of hiring and, 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 a, and a lot of, you know, upward tick in that. And with the velocity of changes right now, you're going to have, it's going to be tough for a lot of people to right size. And, and that's why we've always really looked at a scalable uh, model. We've always worked a lot on our processes, solutions, like we were talking about with the network truck. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to be in a great position coming out of this because we're a very lean and efficient company. And, and we're not going to have some of those headcount challenges that, that I think some other people are going to have trying to right-size with the velocity uh, of this downtick that we're kind of experiencing right now. You know, you mentioned, Matt, one of the things that he kind of puts on my horizon or is always stressing is that a lot of the changes that are happening in trucking are also being, uh, they're, they're shipper push. There's a lot of big shippers that want sustainability or these kind of goals met. So they're becoming incredibly influential in the direction that carriers and 3PLs have to think how they go. Do you think that's going to change at all in 2023 or that influence is going to become even greater? I think it's going to continue to get greater. I think we're seeing a lot more activity at the board level with people looking for sustainability and supply chains. You know, fossil fuels are, are you know, obviously one of the biggest components of, of, of what we all do for a living and have been for, you know, for uh, decades. Um, uh, and, and, and so um, helping organizations to become more sustainable, looking for, for better options. Uh, currently, we're working on a lot of, uh, you know, purchasing a lot of sustainable aviation fuel uh, where it's available and, uh, and and incorporating that into our solutions for customers. So uh, we're definitely investing in the same things and see it the same way that, that kind of, you know, Matt articulated. Well, the good news is that the report is freely available, I believe. So anybody can go out and see what you guys are seeing in the market and your thoughts about 2023. But where would they go to go get that? Uh, you can go to the, uh, the AIT Worldwide website, or you can certainly go to our LinkedIn and that's readily available. And as you mentioned before, it's in a PDF fashion that's easily downloadable. And, uh, you know, we get tens of thousands of hits on that. We, you know, we, we monitor the activity uh, of that extremely popular, particularly in the C-suite, uh, where you have a lot of decision makers that are looking at that information and using the data points that we have in there to help shape their supply chain strategy. So either of those avenues are the best to be able to do it. Greg, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your service. And it's, it was even really cool. We got to turn about, we got to talk about your past as a truck driver sometime in the future. I really appreciate your time on here today. 
Yeah, Tim, my, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Happy holidays to you and the family. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. You too. Take care. You and the AIT team. Um, meanwhile. What? What the? What the f*** are you guys doing? Hey. Hey. What the f*** are you guys doing? You know you can get killed out here, right? There's trucks literally everywhere down this road. And you're just f***ing around here. Well, maybe we can make the road safer for otters, people, and uh, drivers. Let's talk to Don Burnett. He's co-founder and CEO over at Kodiak Robotics. He's, I like that Kodiak shirt you got on, by the way. How you doing today? You know it. I'm doing did, great. How are you? Did you just get those in when you were here for our autonomous summit? I didn't see you wearing one of those. Yeah, I wasn't wearing one. I didn't. I didn't. Ha- I didn't have one with me that time. But uh, definitely, definitely make sure we get some your way. Well, Don, I got to tell you something, you know, this year, especially between the time that we had that AV summit and the end of the year that I'm talking to you now, I feel like, and maybe this is just my own bias, but I feel like the space in autonomous has gotten electric. A lot of companies are showing vehicles off now. A lot of companies making partnership announcements and you are not out of that exclusive club. Tell us a little bit about the state of Kodiak right now and the state of the uh, autonomous market. Yeah, the 2022 has been a fantastic year for us. I mean, tons of commercial traction, tons of uh, added partnerships, a lot of excitement. For us, we we announced first a partnership with Siva Logistics way back in March of, of this year, followed by U.S. Express. Uh, we announced partnerships with Werner and Pilot Flying J and even IKEA. So moving goods to to end user stores where people are probably assembling some uh, some furniture uh, that was delivered by an autonomous truck. So it's been it's been a really exciting for your year for us on the commercial front. A lot of expansion too. So with US Express, we we're the first ones to go from Dallas all the way to Atlanta, multiple hours of service. Uh, routes and that's that's really exciting. Uh, first ones into Oklahoma with Siva. So we've really been pioneering a lot of these new routes, really expanded routes, thanks to our lightweight mapping system. So yeah, it's been it's been an exciting one. Yeah, I mean, look, I hear in this space partnerships are, are everything, and that's what's going to drive the companies who make it forward. Can you talk a little bit about the partnership, or at least the one you're most excited about, or, or to get us excited about it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I can uh, t- talk about um, the most exciting one. You know, each partnership is valuable for us. I, I don't want to single anyone out, of course. Uh, everybody, everybody brings something a little bit different to the table, and it's really important for AV companies like us to understand the needs of the market. Right? We're not trucking. We're not a trucking company. We don't run a trucking company, and so we want to make sure that we're delivering the right tech for the needs of the partners. And as we move through 2022 and into 2023, we're going to start to go a lot deeper. Uh, with folks like Werner, U.S. Express, and and others, and 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 add some additional partners as well. But really, it's about figuring out how does the AV technology slot into the existing ecosystem. That's the that's the question that we're trying to answer uh, above and above and beyond just the technology aspect of it. Safety, safety is always a big concern and also a big benefit that has been touted of this technology. Have you moved the needle at all on safety as the tech advance and progress there? Yeah, this has been an exciting year for safety. Safety, of course, has been core to our mission since the beginning of of Kodiak and and really is the promise of self-driving technology. 
Um, you know, we announced several big safety critical features this past year, one of which was fallback. So, you know, safely pulling over the truck to the side of the road, our systems monitoring over a thousand diagnostics in real time and 10 times a second planning fallback trajectories that can safely pull the truck over to the side of the road. So if anything were to go wrong with the sensors, with the compute, with the data, something in the environment's just not right, the truck can always come to a safe stop and safely pull over. And that is super critical to actually launching this technology. But we went one step beyond that. We just last month uh, demonstrated and announced our ability to handle catastrophic steer tire blowouts. So as most listeners of, of this show will know, steer tire blowouts are one of the most dangerous things on the road. And what we were able to show is that with our technology, we can actually react about 10 times faster than a human driver and maintain complete lateral control of the vehicle, even in, in the face of a catastrophic blowout. And so these are the type of safety critical systems that we're adding to our system. These are the types of systems that are gonna be keeping keeping our roadway safe once AVs uh, eventually hit the road without safety drivers. You need to get me in one of these in uh, 23. I, I had the pleasure this year of finally having a, a ride. And I love where these things are. Um, are or at least I love where I see. I think the tech is just so interesting. Um, but talk a little bit about what that means for Kodiak itself. What does that mean for the team? I know, like, for example, at F3, you were number nine on our Freight Tech 25. It was a huge honor. I mean, we were we were really blown away. We didn't really expect it. All credit is due to our amazing team. Uh, I know you were talking to Greg about hiring and uh, this challenging market. I think having the right size team and, and right sizing a company is really important, especially in times like this. And our team has just done a tremendous job. You know, we're one of the smaller companies in this space, but we don't feel like that really hinders our ability to put out state-of-the-art technology and keep announcing these amazing innovations in safety and and efficiency. And so, yeah, it was a super it was super great and an honor to be to be uh, awarded the the number nine slot on on uh, Freightwaves um, uh, Freight Tech, and we were the only AV company on the list. So the only the only trucking AV company on the list, long haul. So yeah, really exciting for us. Nice. And poised for growth in 2023? Absolutely. 2023 is going to be a really exciting year. So we're, we're growing, uh, we're hiring, we're expanding. Uh, one other thing that, that just happened that I haven't mentioned, which I think is, is really exciting for us, is a slight departure from the long haul over the road trucking uh, initiative that we've been working on for so many years. We actually just announced signing a contract with the U.S. Department of Defense, specifically working with the U.S. military. It's a $49.9 million contract to develop, to develop autonomous systems for ground-based uh, military vehicles. And so that's something that's really important to us. We feel like the technology has reached a maturity level where we can now use it not only in a commercial application, but also use it to help uh, you know, protect our troops. And at the end of the day, safety and saving lives is really what all of this technology is about. And we think we can do that on the commercial side. We also think we can do that on, on the military side. So it was a real honor to be selected to provide that technology to the U.S. Army. We really look forward to developing that over the next several years. Well, Don, where do people go to learn more about what you're up to and to follow you guys in your, uh, your move into 2023? You can find us on all the social platforms. We're, we're on LinkedIn. We're on uh, Facebook. You, you can see us on Twitter. Of course, we have our website. That's a great 
A uh, great resource for all the information and all the goings on. That's Kodiak.ai. Super simple. But yeah, please uh, please follow us on LinkedIn. That's where all the latest news gets posted. And uh, we look forward to to interacting with everyone. Uh, in And uh, Merry Christmas and exciting 2023. Cool. Well, we'll catch you next year. Take it easy. All right. Bye. All right. Do you remember when AIT's global transportation market? Do you, wait. Do you remember we mentioned AIT's global transportation market report earlier in the show? Capacity and pricing trends, air, ocean, and trucking, economic insight, etc. Well, what do you do once you have that useful data and analysis? You turn insights into action. Partner with AIT's global network of subject matter experts, and they'll design a supply chain solution tailored to your needs. Get started today at AITWorldwide.com. XBO is driven to put your freight first with coverage in 99% of U.S. zip codes as well as key routes in Mexico and Canada. XBO will help you get your shipments where they need to go on time and damage-free. All fine-tuned by over 35 years of world-class LTL experience. Learn more at ltlsolutions.xbo.com. And now we have another contestant in studio on the what is wrong with what the truck i don't even know what's happening ken like you know you are like um you're like a wild pokemon appearing you know i every once in a while i just pop up on what the truck like today you popped up right (laughs) behind me at my desk and i was like (laughs) you you had the you had the pods on and noise canceling and i it almost wasn't even fair i did you know what i was listening to so I put out on Twitter this poll about what the best Rocky movie was. Yeah. And Rocky 1 took it 50%. Rocky 4 was like 33% on there. But it oh, got yeah. me listening to the soundtrack, the Rocky soundtrack. Oh, yeah. So that's what I was blasting. What, did, what is your pick? Uh, of the Rockies? Yeah. It's got to be Rocky 3. I, I, that's where I am. Clover Lang. I mean, in there. Mr. T. I mean, he I was scared loses. of that guy. He Absolutely. There's the results right there. Rocky 2 got no love. This only got 12%. Exactly. Exactly. You know, a lot of people know Rocky movies, but not everybody knows what edge computing is. How do you like that segue? Well, yeah, that's a smooth one. Hey, before we talk about that, I've oh. got a little gift for the tree How, here. Uh, so we'll let you do the honors of we hanging will, it yourself. Uh, we'll hang it ourselves. You, yeah. you want to do that now? Go right after? ahead. Okay. I will let you hang it. We're going to hang it. So if you don't know, Ken, he is up here from, I believe, Knoxville, right? Knoxville, Tennessee had a nice ride up here. But as you know, on 75, all you drivers out there, traffic can come out of nowhere. And he was telling me one of the reasons he was a little early today was when he came to F3, you got bit. Yeah. By that. But you never know if it's not there, then it's like it's two hour un- drive. It's unpredictable. But uh, but no, we're we're thrilled to be here and talk with you. I mean, it's been a, a couple of years, but uh, we'll glad to be here. Well, this is your company over, well, your chief technology over, so you know a lot about this company. You just hung the ornament. Tell us what this company is. Yeah, so Connexial is a, a, a company that's six years old, so we're in year seven now, based in Knoxville, and we basically make all the technology that trucking companies need to run better operations. So um, think of it as the next generation tech. Um, and basically, people can get everything they need from in-cab all the way up to tracking those load executions and uh, getting uh, digital documentation, communication, proof of delivery. What about edge computing? Is that like blast yeah. processing? I remember when I was a kid, they used to always play a Sega Genesis commercial, and it would be like, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. It's got the blast processing. Yeah. I never knew what that meant. What is edge computing? Well, that's a great question because, uh, you know, we, we all know what cloud computing is, right? Mm-hmm. So you're sending data, and it's being processed at Amazon or Google or wherever. A lot of capability, easy to spin it up, Right. Uh, the challenge in transportation is the data is all being generated inside the truck, 
So whether it's telemetry data, whether it's uh, AI camera data, all that data is happening in the truck. If you have to transmit all that stuff back to a central server, it takes time, money, uh, and it, it doesn't operate if a network's not available. Okay, so those are all fit issues that drivers face every day. is uh, the first company that basically moved the server down into the guy's smart device, into yeah. the phone or tablet. So it doesn't matter if the network is available. Uh, the driver doesn't see any change in the performance. All the data is still collected, analyzed, and given to the driver. Uh, so it just basically is a fancy word to make it sound. Um, it, it basically means that it works better. Yeah. So no latency, very rapid response. You can analyze tons more data, and it just works better. So what's good? What's exciting about it? What was good about 2022? Tell me the, yeah. tell me the thing that your favorite moment from the year so far, just in the oh, context wow. of work. Uh, favorite context of work thing that happened this year, uh, just to see the growth in our customers. I mean, we're, we're serving now one of the nation's largest uh, automotive retailers. So we're running a massive fleet for them all the way from all their class eight vehicles all the way down to you know, local delivery vehicles. Those and guys have a lot of data? Oh, yeah. I mean, and the requirements are constantly changing. And so one of the things that we do for our customers is we basically uh, listen, not only listen to what they're trying to accomplish, but after we get that, we can take that and actually develop things that they couldn't get off the shelf. Mm. So that ability to customize for the fleet manager or the guy that owns the fleet just providing a level of service that's uncommon in the industry. You know, if you think about auto, though, I mean, that's that's a great space that hit, got hit with the bullwhip just as hard as anybody oh, yeah. across the supply chain. <laughs> and if you're looking, you past couple of years, you could not buy a car. And if you did, they're super expensive. And then in 2023, it might be a whole different story because we got to do a whole bunch of inventory yep. repositioning and used inventory repositioning, too, because of how those two markets went. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's been... It's been very challenging because obviously our customers have seen just explosive needs for moving used inventory, buying them at auctions, moving them around through a distribution network, delivering to homes that didn't exist before, going out and buying cars at homes and then and then bringing them into a network. So we've seen this massive explosion in that type of business and we're where this technology really shines is it really does get down to seconds and inches. Mm. This is not what happened five minutes ago. This is what's happening right this second. And being able to have that live supply chain experience. Another sort of buzzwordy question, transportation mm -hmm. platforms as a service. How yeah. are they working right now? What do they do for carriers and fleets? Well, that's a great question. That's that's really kind of what we've been building at Connexial. And Connexial, I mean, it's, it's connecting all to one, right? Mm. So one of the major problems that trucking companies and people that own fleets have is they have to buy from multiple technology partners. So you may buy from company X to get your ELD, company Y is doing fleet maintenance and management, company Z is doing camera systems, then I'm dealing with someone else for a business system or a TMS. And we kind of looked at that and saw an opportunity. Um, and what we saw was what people really want is a system that just works and yeah. can do everything in one wild, right? In one <laughs> in one system. And so that didn't really exist. So we basically have been building that out. 
And uh, that's really kind of what we're doing now is we're offering that as a platform as a service. I, we call it a transport platform as a service. And so if you deal with Connexial, uh, you can get everything you need in one place. I think that's that, that sort of fear or that aversion people have in, in tech lately. Like tech was getting easier and then all of a sudden it started getting a lot harder. Like, I don't know if you've bought a home theater lately, but if you have <laughs> like the soundbar, the TV and like the Apple TV or three different manufacturers, oh, yeah. they might not sync at all. You get all Samsung, it just works, right? With the yeah. app, you get all Sony, it just works. But you try to mix things up, which is what Freight is, mixing it's things mixing up. It's mixing stuff up. It's like setting up your home theater, people. Well, it's that's exactly what it is. And so if you can work with one company with zero integrations, yeah. right? That's the benefit. And one of the things that we do that our customers consistently give us feedback on is we take very complex things and we make them very simple. And so people don't want to see a screen that's got 80 different columns on it, can be rearranged uh, for everybody's taste. What they want to know is, hey, which trucks are dwelling where, what's on time, what's not on time, who has a problem with this driving behavior, and so we take all that complexity and we boil it down to where it becomes very simple. What does that look like? What is Because I think that's the other thing, too. People go, oh, great, all this data, and that's becoming a theme, too. How do you action it? Yeah, so the, the actioning of that is it really gets into you've got to have that connection to the driver. Yeah. And so— you got to go like Matt at the beginning of the show and, and go for three days in the truck? Well, yes, and, and we've done that exhaustively, obviously. We spend a lot of time with drivers, either in person or on the phone. And, and basically, uh, what's different about our mobile technology for the driver, it actually does everything the driver needs to do inside one app. So it's the only app that you can do ELD, uh, AI-based and driver safety systems, turn-by-turn -turn navigation, which is commercial-grade, uh, we're even adding weather to that here in the first quarter. And then obviously what we would call load execution, which is, hey, my dispatcher sent me this load. I need to execute it, capture all the documents. So the idea is to make the driver's job really simple and, was, and to support him. I was going to ask you that. What was your most requested feature? Was it weather that you're just putting out? You know, I, I think our most requested feature in 2022 really has just been digital documents. Yeah. And so the, there are so many companies that we deal with that are still running on paper. Especially at the border. Yes. Like, I hear border guys who have to bring like giant packets. Any border runners out there have to bring giant packets? And, and so this, you know, I think there, one of the things we've had to do is educate people on the things that already exist, right? Yeah. And so that's a process. But what we're seeing now is that everyone is engaged in, hey, and, I, and by everyone, I mean people that have like, you know, 50 trucks, 30 trucks, 20 trucks. So these are not what you would call large carriers. These are the small and medium backbone of the industry. And they're all realizing now that, hey, I don't have a system. My system, if I want to grow any, I've got to solve these problems because I can't brute force it anymore. Yeah. And so what we're doing is we're helping them understand, hey, Here's how this technology works. Here's how you can easily deploy it. And then you get the benefits of being able to grow without adding, you know, office headcount. Very cool. Well, yeah. what makes, what do you think is going to make a good fleet technology partner in 23? Well, in 23, I, I would tell you it's every year, but um, it's really getting a partner that has service. Mm. Um, because a lot of technology companies, they will offshore uh, their customer support 
in no. service. Shocking, really. Yeah, <laughs> places that you wouldn't imagine, but... Seems to be more and more <laughs> these days, too. Yeah, exactly, but, but, but that's not what we believe. We believe yeah. that the people ought to, A, they ought to be someone the driver can identify and the manager can identify with. Yeah. They ought to be able to understand them. Uh, so we actually hire people uh, all here in East Tennessee. Uh, we do. We have the ability to hire anywhere, but we choose to hire here. Um, but we have some criteria: that they've got to be really good on the phone. They got to be really good with people. They got to listen well. They got to have analytical skills to help identify and solve any issue that there might be. But the other thing is, uh, when people call into us, one of the reasons that they like getting Connexial as their provider is we actually invest in our people and they become compliance experts. So you're not just talking to somebody about, hey, how do I fix this on my technology? It's, hey, I need some advice. What's the rule on this? And while we don't give that advice, we say, well, here's where you can read about it. And if you have a question, I can try to help you understand that. Ken, I can't help but notice the orange on your band. Were you a volunteer? I, I am a volunteer. It, it, was uh, a, it was a roller coaster of a season, was it hey, not? It, it, was, it was awesome, to be honest. It I mean, was. It's I been, remember one briefly. It's been such a long 20-year <laughs> gap, so we enjoyed every minute. And, yeah, it didn't turn out the way we wanted at South Carolina, but it's still a great year. Were you down in Knoxville when they did game day and it was like, it was just electric? I was. I was at every game, every home game this year. Wow. And I'll tell you, I've been at uh, the three most important games in UT history. Which ones were those? I would tell you that the third most important was 1982. They beat Alabama. Okay. I was 13. That's important every time that happens, no matter who beats And uh, been a long time. It was the only time majors beat Bear Bryant. Oh. Okay. The second most important, I would say, was 98. They beat Florida, finally. What about last year when you guys were throwing the mustard on no, that? No, no, no. That doesn't count. <laughs> but number one has to be this year, 52-49 over Alabama. All right, Can't Ted, beat that. Ted, before I let you go and send you out for the holidays, I'm going to give you a chance to win your own trivia game because oh, you're right God. here in I studio. the answer to the question you asked. That, that, was, uh, that was an easy one. This one might be a little bit tougher uh, now that I'm looking at it. Um, science, what company was the first to release the modern disposable camera in 1986? I'm going to have to say Polaroid. I know. That's what I would have guessed. And I, this, my second guess would have been Kodak. It was Fujifilm. You got to be kidding Fujifilm. me. Oh, Fujifilm. Oh, man. I feel like a loser. I, now. No, we I demand, should have known I demand that. a rematch. We get to go one more. We're going one more, Ken. We're going one. You can't leave with nothing. What do we got here? Uh, okay. You'll get this one. Trends. What popular toy could you perform tricks with, such as walk the dog around the world and rock the baby? Oh, it's got to be a yo-yo. There you go. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Ken, you got a you copy here. Thank hey, you so dinner. much for coming on the show. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Have a safe trip back to hey, Merry Christmas to you. You as well. All right. Take it easy. All right. Speaking of Christmas and speaking of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you probably all ordered a bunch of gifts. I actually have a TV arriving tomorrow. I'm Shouldn't tell the cargo thieves, should I? That's not a smart move. Uh, but we will be looking at some of the trends that are happening in that space right now with our good buddy, Scott Cornell, National Practice Lead for Transportation, Crime, and Theft Specialist over at Travelers. How you doing today, sir? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing good. As you can see, we're all dressed up for Christmas. It's the last week before the show shuts down to the new year. So uh, I'm just putting it out all on the table. I see the tree there. It looks great. You're all ready for the season. I noticed you have a truck in front. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's Christmas season. So I'm going to send you one of these. We're going to get that over to you. 
That that is awesome. Hopefully, no cargo thieves steal that one from us. And on the back, it says Sting Trailer, so that's a, a model of our Sting Trailer. So you'll you'll enjoy. No it, way! So. Is there like a little uh, yeah. secret deploy group that can run out of the back? There might be a hidden camera that I can use to keep an eye on you, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Well, hey, what were some of the highlights? What were some of the highlights from the year in this space before we look towards 2023 and what you got to watch out for now? Well, it's been a year for sure, right? So, uh, you know, there's a lot we can say about the past 12 months. If I had to boil it down to the four, you know, top hottest topics that we talked about uh, throughout the year, all the times we got together, you know, there was uh, when you talk to Craig about the sensitivity around reefer shipments and temperature control, um, truck fires were a big deal. We'll talk about that a little bit again. Carrier claims considerations are important, and I think we we had a good forward vision on that. And then, of course, you know, you mentioned it in, uh, before you brought me on is the cargo theft, especially around the holidays. So, oh yeah, you know, just over the weekend, it's funny you mentioned the um, the truck fires in Oakland. I think there was eight or nine trucks that I had a buddy who lives right by the port over there, and he said he could see the smoke going over wow. the uh the city why do you think those particular ones were so hot this year those four trends well so this this answer will be the longest part of the the the, the interview today I, I, so bear with me but I, I think you know if we go through them in the order that we just mentioned them when you spoke with craig Lineauer, our cargo claim manager you know he talked about refrigerated freight and in the, in the reefer shipments in january and he spent time breaking down the misconceptions and and you know like how cargo needs to be pre-chilled before the transport since the compartment really isn't designed to cool it down, rather it maintains it, you know, things like that. And I thought the example that he used about the climate management was interesting because who knew that, uh, you know, if the trailer's too warm, the bananas actually ripen and start to generate their own heat, right? Uh, I would have never known that. So, you know, and then on the other hand, if they're too cool, the bananas get spotty and the peels and the damage to the bananas, and then he, you know, Craig talked about and explained how important it is to have the proper equipment in place, right? You got to have the trailer doors uh, need to be secured, sealed, and, and keep the cool air inside so it doesn't escape. The trailer itself needs to be clean and in good condition. And then ensure the floor drains are clear so the condensation can't drain from the unit uh, properly. And then a working temperature recording device to make sure it matches the reefer data. All these things are critical, you know, when you put them all together to ensure you have a viable shipment. And I think Craig did a great job outlining how the trucking companies can, can better protect their refrigerated freight. On the flip side, as you just mentioned, sometimes things can get really hot, you know, and I'm talking about the truck fires, so pun intended, you know, but really truck fires are no joke. And the industry definitely saw a good number of truck fires this year. Uh, Adam, you spoke with Adam Holloway, one of our fire investigators uh, who joined you guys on the podcast, I think back in April. Uh, and he's one of our specialists on this topic. And he explained how some of the most common causes of the truck fires, including tires, brakes, wire chafing. Uh, and there's a, a variety of factors contributing to the recent rise in fire-related incidents. We know that the incredible demands we saw in the transportation industry, and in particular trucking companies, you know, over the, pushed the equipment hard. They had to push the equipment hard, stay on the road. Trucks and trailers needed to be on the road. And one thing to remember is that truck fires, they're usually not a combination of just one thing. It's a combination of multiple factors and not typically caused by a single issue. So, you know, all those things together can, that we mentioned previously can result in the fire. So having proper maintenance controls in place, making the time to execute on those controls is critical to prevent large losses, 
caused by truck fires, creating a culture of safety with uh, an emphasis on preventive measures can save companies a bunch of headaches, possibly thousands of dollars while keeping the drivers safe as well. And ultimately, we want the audience to know that risk is everywhere. And, you know, but the combination of education slash training, the right carrier partner are the first steps to taking it on. And when you talk about trucks being on fire in lots, you know, one of the things we talk to them about is spacing. You know, a lot of times we see trucks parked too close together. So the fire jumps. Interesting. So, hey, we're at holidays right now. Like I mentioned, I have a TV in a truck and I want it to show up tomorrow. I'm excited for it. But what are the trends? What's going on in holiday theft right now? I know it always ticks up. Yeah, that topic is timely because, you know, at the time in Q3 and Q4 predictions for the trucking industry weren't great. Right. So if we talk about the claim aspect of it first and, and claim service and then get into the theft part. Right. So. We wanted to make sure carriers and freight brokers were getting the best bang for their buck on insurance and not only to be covered in the event of a loss, but also to recognize the importance of having you know, that claim support if you do have a theft or any other kind of loss. But the theft recovery and prevention that we talk about often, proper training and experience and risk control. So a good provider is going to provide you, you know, expertise and you're going to get more value for your, for your spend on insurance for that. Cool. So what, but what about the theft? So if the theft, if, you know, if you're like me, you're just starting your, your shopping season. So a lot of people say, you know, we're in the middle of it. But, you know, if you're like me, you're just starting your shopping season, right? So in short, we've been seeing a lot of theft. You know, the fourth quarter theft is really jumping right now, especially in that Southern California area, but all, really all across the country. And it's really turned out to be, we think it's going to turn out to be a really high theft year. And, you know, when we spoke, we said, don't let your guard down for the fourth quarter just because it's been a high theft year all along. And as usual, we're seeing a lot of targeting of electronics. So when you talk about your TV, you know, I'm sure it'll get to you. But electronics have been highly targeted. But we also see other commodities uh, that are relevant for the holidays, liquor, turkeys, hams, the latest fashion, the latest toys and clothes all getting stolen. Uh, I just came back from a TAPA conference on supply chain security. And there was a lot of talk about cargo security. And I had several conversations around carriers using security escorts to meet the shipments at the ports and escort them to the distribution center. So we're seeing some of that. And, you know, we see this in particular with new release items like phones, game consoles, things like that. And the thieves, you know, will usually not even bother the loads that are es uh, escorted. And again, remember, we've talked in the past, the golden rule applies. Thieves will steal what they know they can sell. So during this time of year, resources are going to be stretched in and it will be much tougher to recover anything. So you have to have your own plan and your own resources or you're going to struggle if you have a theft. Uh, the key word, you know, the key word during the holidays is always prevention, but you have to have a plan and resources if you do suffer a theft. You know, our cargo recovery team that we've talked about, they're on call 24-7, 365 to help clients. And we've recovered, we've already made a bunch of recoveries in the fourth quarter, and we always have recoveries in the fourth quarter. So the bottom line is you want to make yourself more difficult to steal from than the other trucks. Yeah, no, Scott, it's so bad out here. A buddy of mine told me he went and bought a Christmas tree at a tree lot, and then he went to get some coffee. He came back, and his Christmas tree was gone. Uh, we have wow. we have about 30. No. That's the Grinch right there, right? That has to be the Grinch right there, right? We got 30 seconds left before I, I got to cut the show. What is one danger yep. that lays ahead that we got to look out for in 23? Yeah, I certainly can't predict everything in the future, right? But I think one thing we'll definitely see carrying into 2023 is the industry is going to continue to try and deal with double brokering issues. It's been a hot topic all year. 
you know, there was some clarification put out around that topic that I think we're going to need to talk about in 2023. And then again, you know, the theft, we don't see it slowing down for 2023 at all. No. Hey, Scott, thank you so much. Thanks for your partnership with Travelers for this year. Merry Christmas to you and the team. I'll keep my eyes out for that truck. Thank you all for joining us on the show. we got two shows left this year. We've got the uh, Domestic Supply Chain Summit, which will be Wednesday's show. And then it's a very What the Truck Christmas coming up on Friday. I have a lot of your office messages, but if you still want to send me one, tdooner at freightwaves.com. Get it my way. Subscribe to the show. Don't be a stranger.